Welcome to the Wellness Panel, hosted by Midwest Aries in partnership with Mental Health Ireland. Each month we bring you a panel discussion on a range of mental health and well-being topics. Each webinar is recorded live and is available to view in full on the Midwest Aries YouTube channel. Hi everyone, you're very welcome to this. I think it's our fourth uh, webinar um, in partnership with uh, Mental Health Ireland and today it's all about boundaries. This is something I've been looking forward to for a very long time. I'm joined by uh, a lovely uh, panel of guests on, on my panel today. So um, I just asked them if they could turn on their video, which I'm going to do myself and we'll get things started. And there you there you all are. How are you doing? So basically, I just want to give you just an introduction to myself. My name is Margaret Keane. For those who, of you who don't know me, uh, I'm the Education Training and Development Officer here with Midwest Aries. And um, obviously, the Midwest part is easy to understand. We operate out of the Midwest region. That's Clare, uh, North Tipperary, and obviously Limerick. And uh, Aries stands for Advancing Recovery in Ireland Education service so uh, we co-produce co-deliver and co-evaluate a range of educational programs all based on um, recovery from mental health uh, challenges so as part of that and i'm delighted to say is that we've been partnered with um, mental health ireland on this series of well-being webinars um, and as i said today we're going to be talking all about boundaries um, just before we start there, I just want to give you a little bit of housekeeping. So we're going to be here for about an hour, so I hope you can stick with us. And anybody who's, I'm, I have this vision of you guys, I hope you're sitting out in your garden with your, your phones on, looking at the webinar or listening in because it's such a lovely day. But if not, I'm so delighted that you can join us on what is turning out to be one of those gorgeous days of late summer. Um, so. It's a panel discussion, but um, you guys don't get to sit back and just listen. We really, really want your involvement. And um, you can do that through the Q&A um, button, which is down on the lower navigation bar. Um, if you click on that and put a question to our panelists, I promise you we'll try to get to get, to get through to all of them. We've used this, um, this approach before, and it makes for a really lively discussion. So I can't wait to see your questions coming in. So please um, start that when you can. Um, as you probably heard at the beginning, we are recording the session, so it will be available on YouTube um, at some point this week. And uh, we also make it into a long form podcast. So that's available on Anchor FM and uh, and, and any um, any of anywhere where you get really your podcasts or music, so um, Spotify or Apple Music, and we go under the name The Wellness Panel, and you can find all of our podcasts there. And we should be um, adding more to that in, in the coming future with different meditations and so on. So, as I said, it's an hour conversation, and hopefully, we'll have an honest and open discussion. And probably a tricky discussion around um, boundaries if I know if I know the panelists, but it'll be it'll be really interesting. And uh, we'll then finish with uh, a lovely positive affirmation meditation um, created by uh, our peer education training development officer here at Midwest Aries, um, Killian. So um, if I haven't done so before, just to say a big thank you to Mental Health Ireland because we couldn't do this without all the support of Amy and Sonia and there who gives all the technical support around running uh, these web these um, webinars and Claire Flynn of course as well who's the development officer here in the Midwest. Now I think I've thanked everybody 
Uh, and if I haven't, I'm sure the panelists will um, let me know if I've missed anyone because I don't want to miss out. But really, I want to thank the panelists. and I'm going to introduce you to those now in a, in a second um, and I'll take them one by one. Um, so let's start. And I just asked the panelists just to say hello, your name and um, yeah, you know, just a little bit about your background and what you hope to get out of today's session. So I'll make it easy and I'll start with Mike. Um, who is our manager here at Midwest Aries. Um, Mike, do you want to say hello? And uh, yeah, just introduce yourself there. Yeah, thanks, Margaret. Uh, great introduction. And um, yeah, my name is Mike O'Neill. I'm the manager with Midwest Aries, and we are the Advancing Recovery in Ireland Education Service. And, uh, and I suppose one of the, the common threads in all of our work when we say what is recovery education, it's referencing our lived experience. And that's what's unique about recovery education, where we bring that experience. And, and again, this is a nice, safe way where we can share what works, speak a little bit about ourselves. And again, as somebody who has used, uh, you know, the mental health services and, um, you know, so hopefully we'll be sharing and learning from each other in this uh, so um yeah looking forward to it thanks margaret thanks mike and uh, really appreciate you being here i know it's a particularly busy week so thanks for making time to come along today and now i'm going to pass you to finola i am delighted that um the lovely finola colgan from um, mental health ireland is uh, has joined yeah. us today so finola if you just want to say hi and again just what yeah, you expect from today uh, uh, thanks very much, Margaret, uh, for such a lovely welcome. And and um, you've been very patient with me because I was having my last minute glitches, even though I emailed it half once and ready to rock and roll. So hi, everybody that's out there and hi to fellow panellists. Um, and Margaret, thanks very much. Uh, the primary reason why I'm here is to represent uh, Claire Flynn, who's a colleague as development officer because Claire is on leave. So she's protecting her holiday boundaries. And I've just come back off mine and uh, put out the message to know who might you know support your event this afternoon um, I volunteered very willingly and very interestingly and um, so I'm development officer in the Midlands and counties Loud and Mead and um, so I'm really looking forward to the chat um, because we'll generate our own discussion um, once we get going so thanks very much for the invite and Mental Health Ireland is only too delighted and pleased to be able to work with with organizations like like yourselves and we can all learn so much from each other and respect our boundaries at the same time <laughs> so thank you very much margaret thanks finola and again um and just to remind actually the panelists if you can if you're not talking if you can mute yourself that really helped me yeah. just in terms of that yeah just a wee reminder there a little bit of housekeeping i should have said earlier um and finola, it's just so great to have you here and again um, we love having somebody come from Mental Health Ireland because it's a different perspective and uh, different voices. We love it. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm going to pass you on now to Eileen. Eileen, do you want to say hi? Hi, Margaret. And uh, good afternoon to everybody. Um, I'm a recovery education facilitator with Midwest Aries uh, almost a year now. Um, I'm just a passion for recovery education and just seeing you know, the journeys people are on. So I just find it fascinating. And I suppose some more workshops and um, people really struggle with boundaries. It always comes up. So I'm actually really looking forward to the discussion today. So thanks, Margaret. 
Great stuff, and that's so true. That's why we chose this topic because it just comes up again and again. And we're not here to have all the answers today, um, but what we're gonna do is just try and have an honest conversation about it. So thanks, Eileen, for joining us today. Um, Mags, if you're there, I know we might've lost video from you, but if you want to say hello, we would love to hear from you. If you just- Yeah, I hope you, I hope you can hear me, you can. I can, we can yeah, indeed. My yeah. internet is just bouncing in and out. Um, so it's telling me to keep the camera off or I will I lose uh, connection. No, no worries. We're having one of those moments today. And you yeah. know what? That's OK. So it's great. Um, Look, at just just yeah, if you yeah. can if you can listen and just use your mic, yeah. that'd be great. Um, I'm a recovery education facilitator with uh, Midwest Aries and I suppose boundaries. Yeah, I suppose in the, only in the last five years I've learned all about boundaries and personally for my own benefit and my recovery. So uh, as we always say, the learning is in the room. So looking forward to today. Brilliant, Mags. And thanks for sticking with it, as I said, and, and Fanola as well. The technical glitches is part of Zoom. We just move on. So again, if we lose anybody, don't worry about it. We'll, if you can just come back in, that'd be great. So look, that's the panel for today. Um, a nice range of voices and we'll, we'll just kick off. I suppose We'll start where we always start, which is basically getting some kind of definition in the room of what boundaries looks like, feels like to you. And I suppose doing a bit of reading around this, like when you're talking about boundaries, you have to talk about Brené Brown because I think she's the queen of boundaries. <laughs> um, but I do like that, um, I suppose, simple definition that she has, which is like a boundary is simply what's OK and what's not OK. Um, and that's fine, but then how are people going to react to your what's okay and what's not okay? And I think particularly in the last year when a lot of people have been working from home, trying to keep that life work balance, trying to put boundaries in there, it's 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 tricky. Um, it's a tricky thing to do. So I think it's a very pertinent time to have this discussion. So with all of that in mind and all the complex, messy things about life and boundaries and all the rest of it. I'm going to put the, the question out to everybody and I'll come to you one by one. So can you describe or define what healthy, healthy boundaries mean to you, both in your home life and your work life? So what does it look like? What does it feel like? And um, I'll go first to Fanola. I'll go to you first, if that's OK. And we just we'll just unmute you there. We'll just unmute you. Great stuff. Yeah, I thought if I put my head down there, you might notice me, Margaret. You'd uh, out me. <laughs> I, I, I know all the tricks, Fanola. I know all uh, the for, tricks. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Always watch for the person that's trying to avoid. So there's my boundary. Yeah, so Margaret, um, like, like what are boundaries to me? I think it's a very personal idea and, and a personal experience. And as you know, we were having a bit of a chat yesterday. And I think we need to look at boundaries, whether they're healthy or unhealthy. And the main thing I think for any of us is about establishing our boundaries is to be able to say and feel we have the permission to say no. But by the same token, I think sometimes we might let our boundaries go because it might suit us to say yes. And I think that's important because if we keep ourselves held back in our boundaries, um, it can stifle our development, our growth, our flexibility because, you know, we're keeping it kind of a one stance. And sometimes it's about open up to maybe opening the boundaries but boundaries are exceedingly important in our personal life in our work life and even like in a conversation like that how far are we prepared to go in what we're, we're sharing 
say um, because that's important like there's no like I sometimes especially feel about mental health and and people with mental health challenges and that that sometimes it might be easier to talk about cancer than it is to talk about depression I think probably the biggest challenge in either side is that we might find it easier to talk about cancer than depression because we might know a different reaction but that said, I had a person experience with a close family member who has been um, uh, dealing with cancer in the last number of years. And, and we were visiting a friend's place and she said, by the way, she said, Fanola, um, I haven't told this person that we're visiting that I have cancer. So like naturally enough, I respected that boundary and she has a reason for that. And, and, and I think that's what's important, that, that we don't have to feel compelled to talk about our mental health challenge, and we don't have to feel compelled to talk about our, um, if it's a physical health problem or diabetes or whatever. So that's for me, like a kind of con con convoluted way of saying boundaries has to be flexible, basically, and, and respected. And I, I'd like my boundaries to respect, but equal. I must respect somebody else's and not say, oh, gosh, you think that have told me that. That's their choice. That's their privilege. So I love that. My kind in of opening remarks, Margaret. No, and absolutely. And I love that idea of flexibility, because sometimes when you hear the word boundary, you hear hard lines, walls, yeah. you know, and there has to be flexibility in this. And again, just reading around the subject and thinking about it and reflecting, it's that idea of, you know, are boundaries, walls, fences, or do we need gates in those boundaries? And we decide when yep. we kind of go through them. But um, yep. brilliant, for now. and again, yep. like that, being clear with people, you know, yep. this is my boundary, this is, and, and, and bringing people along with you, I yep. think is really important. No, absolutely brilliant. And uh, I'll move on then, Mike, to yourself. Thanks, yep. Fanola. Just again, your... Yeah, you're welcome. What it means to you. Yeah, good stuff. And I think, I, I suppose, just or what is the purpose of boundaries or what does a boundary look like or why do we have them and are they, you know, are they, you know, are they healthy or not? And I suppose there is a big difference between work and personal life because I think for most people, you know, it's managing our own personal relationships can be a challenge and when, when to set boundaries or not, and particularly, I suppose, and we might touch on it later about like the impact of introducing new boundaries and what that looks like. But I think in work, I'd love to be able, whereas I'm a big fan of saying no, I may as well be honest, and I'm good at it, I, you know, and, and this isn't being reckless or irresponsible, you know, to other people, it's about being responsible, I said, but you know, in a workplace situation, you know, there's lots of aspects of the work, everybody's job that they don't like. So, yeah, so unfortunately, you can't impose your own personal boundaries in a workplace situation, providing it's fitting with the work plan and all of that. So that's a different, so this, you know, Fanola quite correctly identified there is um, two, but it's to know your limitations, you, you know, and where something gets beyond in a boundary where you're actually harming yourself. To, you know, or you're creating risk, then you need to look at the boundaries and address those. So that's part of the personal responsibility. Um, yeah, so I think it's about, you know, so it's about saying no when it's appropriate, you, you know. So I think that's probably the thing. And I like the word flexible as well, because on any given day, you know, even in our personal lives, you know, I might be feeling stronger than other days. And on some days, I just have to walk away. And other days, you say, okay, we'll give this a go. Um, so again, it's not about me. I'm often described as black and white at home because all I say is, nope. 
and that's it you know and that's i i you know while it might come across as what they get they've learned to accept that a no is a no and i don't need to elaborate anymore but as i say if i'm to introduce new boundaries certain relationships well that could be a challenge which is a different thing I better, I better give someone else a chance there, Mary. No, and I, I no, and, and and I love that, Mike. And I, I suppose I'm just what came out of that for me was that statement. I'm good at saying no. Hmm. Um, I I don't know if a woman would turn around. I can't. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm yeah. probably I'm putting the cat amongst the pigeons now. I'd say a little bit, but I think in terms of you looking at, I think sometimes it can be trickier. I suppose hmm. for women to say that because we are in that role of you know getting on with stuff, um, and it's something I would love to learn how to say no and to be firm with it, but to be in a way that's respectful to the situation and the, um, yeah. you know. And, and, and there's also a common trend that I've noticed anytime I facilitated a workshop, whether it's in the community or in, you know, the people who are using the psychiatric services, I often ask that question. Anyone here has a problem saying no and everybody will put up their hands. There's everybody, you know. And so when we look at that, this is common. Everybody struggles with boundaries. And so we can learn those tips and tools, and we'll probably get to that later in the conversation. But in that, and I suppose what I also, my, I suppose these are again my own anecdotal observations, which also apply to myself or did apply to me when, you know, um, other, when I didn't have boundaries in place. Because instinctively, most people are decent, they're kind, they're caring, and they want to look out for other people, and especially their family. So they put other people's needs before their own, and therefore, you know, ensure that everybody else is, and particularly, as you mentioned correctly there, mothers in particular, not just women, and I wouldn't even go as far as mothers, have that other way of looking at, I need to take care of everybody else first. That's my responsibility in parenting before I take care of my own needs. But there's massive risk there. And, uh, and I think there's a price to be paid by doing that by not having boundaries in place and not being able to take care of yourself. Uh, you can't drink from an empty glass and everybody knows that. And uh, and that very often happens, I suppose, with people who end up very unwell. Um, they put other people's needs before their own. Absolutely, Mike. And that kind of segues nicely into the uh, into the kind of next question I was gonna ask, which is why, is, why are boundaries important for our wellbeing and mental health? So you've kind of already, which is absolutely true, if you're completely, you know, I think that came out of one of our workshops, you know, you can't pour from an empty jug, you know, if you're giving all of the time, um, your ability to actually support other people is reduced. Um, and again, Eileen, I'm just going to come to you now in terms of the adeptness or what it means to you. Um, I suppose, yeah, it's a big question, Margaret. And I suppose when I was thinking of um, the topic of boundaries, and I think it really comes down to self-respect. Um, I think that's so important. And I think once you respect yourself, I, I'm big into, you, you all know online here, I'm big into, I suppose, yoga. And there was something, you know, trust in your gut. That's as old as, as time memoriam. And actually, there's actually 95% more serotonin in your gut that, that's in your brain. And I think we actually feed off other people or situation scenarios. I think we've all walked into a room or somewhere and we kind of think something's not quite right. And I think maybe in the past, I, I haven't been brave enough maybe to acknowledge that. 
but even the work, even working in, you know, recovery education now and just, you know, being in different settings, you know, we've the privilege, you know, to be allowed to go into the acute wards and deliver, you know, workshops. And I think for me, you can't live a brave life without setting kind of boundaries. And actually it sets the stall out and it, there's just something, you know, we, we have a comfort agreement at the start of every workshop, whether it's online or whether it's face-to-face -face or in the acute um, settings. And I think that's just brilliant because it just sets it out respect, confidentiality. And, you know, I've even brought that into my own life. It's, you know, taking bits from your work practices to kind of sometimes it's good, you know, you can set that stall out. And I think that's a really easy way of doing it, Margaret. You can kind of, you know, even with old relationships and, you know, even through this work, I've, I've definitely gotten braver in my own life to kind of say, yeah, you know, that's, and I think there's a way of saying it. It's how you say it and the language. As long as you're respectful to yourself and the other person, I think that's the massive thing because people know that. They know you're not being awkward. But you're, you're saying your piece, they're saying theirs. And I think you can go from that. Whereas I think where, for me in the past, where I probably have let boundaries slip, I'm not, use, I'm not saying what I mean. I'm assuming the person knows what I mean. So for me, in my own well-being, it's just so important. And I suppose, yeah, I think to live a life that you know that you're happy and content with at the end of the day everyone on the panel and i'm sure everyone watching we just want to feel respected and at peace you know we've one trip around the sun and i think you know respect is huge with boundaries oh. definitely and I, I love that piece you said in terms of the um what you can't live a brave life without boundaries i think that is a really kind of nice takeaway as well and it's finding that bravery finding that strength within yourself as mike said if you if you haven't had been bound boundary before what does it look like when you're trying to be boundary it, it, you know um again I, and i love that that you've learned a lot from your own work practices that to, to use in your you know your own life um fantastic thanks eileen mags i'll come to you Oh, yeah, just, yeah, no, sorry, sure. I, I'm conscious I'm cutting across there. No, it's just to add to what the guys have just said there, like because, you know, when you have like clear boundaries and they're clearly communicated, then, you know, there's nobody misinformed. And ultimately, what as Eileen and, and um, uh, Mike are saying, it's about respecting that and and that, you know, we can feel more confident then and more reliable, say, and, you know, that's kind of a two way process, isn't it? It, it is, yeah, yeah. Abs absolutely, and it is that, that mutual respect yeah. to have that. But again, yeah. you brought up that Fanula in terms of clarity. Yeah. If yeah. you give clarity at the beginning, at least, and yeah. you know, if you take yeah. the heat out of it a little bit, that it's not an emotive yeah. um, subject. I think probably yeah. would would really help. Um, yeah. I'm just conscious of the fact that what's brilliant is we've already got questions coming in. Please keep yeah. them in. So I'm going to come to those in a moment, guys. But please keep them in because we're going to redirect now to those questions coming in from the audience. So just before I move on, Mags, I just want to just hear your voice on this in terms of the, you know, what does, what does it mean to you? What does it look like, boundaries? Um, boundaries are very important, well, to my well-being now, but they were very important to my recovery journey um, because uh, I, I kind of learned the hard way that you need to set boundaries. And yeah it's a, it's a form of self-respect and it's a form of your own value your own worth and if you can't get that across to people and if they don't respect that i just kind of say uh, let them go um because you're you have to set it for yourself and i suppose 
we can all set boundaries and I suppose we can all lose people while we're, we're setting the boundaries. But I think if people respect you, you, you will set the boundary. You will say maybe there's a consequence to the boundary if they don't uh, adhere to that boundary. And then you give them a chance. And if they don't, they don't respect you. So let it go. So yeah, yeah it's been a hard lesson, but, it, it, but we all need boundaries. Boundaries are your safe space. They're your security. Um, so yeah, that, well, that's my opinion on it. Brilliant, Mags. And like I, I've just written down a few words that kind of came out over the whole, the, you know, the five five E just having the discussion, or the five of us having this discussion. And um, I love the fact, Mags, that you brought that value, valuing yourself. Respect came up, saying no, and you know how to say no, being flexible, um, self worth, all of those things. Um, yeah, and they're kind of all in, involved in that. I want to go to, if, if that's okay, some of the questions that have come in, come, been coming in. So we'll go with the first one. Um, I think healthy boundaries can sometimes uh, form naturally and easily. Other times it can be difficult to set healthy boundaries. What challenge have, challenges have you all faced when trying to set healthy boundaries and how did you overcome them? Um, or how could you overcome them? And, and a thank you there. So um, if who'd like to take that question? So, um, yeah, yeah, Fanola, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, um, the uh, participant is asking, how do you set? How how do I go about setting healthy boundaries? I, I think it's about having um, insight and knowledge, and I think the important thing is about your own self esteem and self confidence. And I'm quite mindful of what Mar Margaret or Mags just said there, uh, kind of learning the hard way. And if people aren't prepared to kind of go with your flow you know what, you've got to give them the, the loose rein and let them off and be confident in that. Because, you know, like if, if they're a true friend to you, they will support you and recognize your, your boundaries, say. And, and, um, and also like to allow yourself, to sometimes, you know, on those boundaries, we can, as I said earlier on, maybe tie ourselves in and then we might have a change of heart. And like, and we must also know, do you know what, I, I mightn't have just gotten that right and open up your boundaries and break down that boundary and maybe create a new boundary. And I think that's about the learning, basically. Uh, say yeah. So it can be challenging, but sometimes you have to shrug your shoulders, say, got that yeah. all perfectly wrong. So what? You know, yeah. the world isn't going to stop because I crashed a boundary or didn't maintain a boundary and kind of move on and just be confident because life isn't about perfection anyway. Yeah. And I, I'll just pop in there as well. And I think there's something important. And again, while the thing, if I'm to introduce a boundary, for, and so that requires that's that is that is creating change. But if I also everybody else in my life, it's also creating change there. So to accommodate me requires change. And unfortunately, you know, that question and how do we overcome them? And I suppose what we're talking about here, when we're talking about like those words like respect, the word I love is honor. And we have to honor ourselves as well as individuals, because I think, well, in my experience, I've had to make those tough calls because when I was introducing boundaries, self-care, changes in my life that were positive for me, because now it meant other people's needs were not being met and there was a backlash. And I had to bring in changes. 
and therefore, you know, and I'm including family here. So there's people now that are no longer part. So, so don't think that introducing a boundary is going to be all rosy and wonderful and everything is going to be great and I'm going to live this out. There's a price to be paid, but it comes back to if I'm going to honor myself, yeah, yes, it's the right choice. So while those situations have contributed to my mental health challenges, you know, uh, there's a grieving for the loss of those relationships. There's a major impact in all of that, you, you know. So while, yes, it was positive risk taken, which I think is another question there. What does that look like? Yes, it's it's a risk. But while I might have called it, it was positive for me, but to get to where I am, there was a lot of recovery, repair, and I'll use the word healing. It just doesn't happen. So, as I said, we don't live in an ideal world, but sometimes that positive risk taken now with the benefit of hindsight, I can say, yes, it paid off. But at the time, you question yourself, you know, there's self-doubt, you know, there's worry, there's fear. Am I making the right choices? And um, so there can be a lot of negative, I would say negative, but like, very difficult thought processes that can affect their sleep, you know, our other relationships, how we are in work, you know, so like it's it's not that simple. And and as I say, when we look at well, we do recovery education and it comes back to, but why, why do we do recovery education? Well, if mental health recovery or just even, you know, maintaining our well-being, if it was that easy, we wouldn't be here. So this stuff is hard. It takes time and it takes hard work. Um, it does mike and i think as well in terms of again it's that consequences piece mm -hmm. so when you're you're finally putting those bits and pieces together if you want to live a healthier life both having that life work balance actually how what does that look like and how do you have those difficult conversations and just another question that's come in that i think is really really good and insightful is do you feel the language we use in setting boundaries or saying no is important so the language piece eileen do you want to have a think about that one yeah, I think it is, Margaret. I think in the past, I definitely would have, um, as Oprah calls it, the disease to please. And um, I think people in general who have problems with setting boundaries or I suppose even from the work, you know, I've been working mental health sector for a few years. Generally, people are, you know, they've had family history maybe of being disrespected. They've had, they haven't had, I suppose, I'd say like it's a basis in using appropriate language. You know, you, you kind of learn this stuff thankfully when you work in this area if you're but if you don't have the language and you've been disrespected you know as a small child or teenager you, you don't know even if they say I mean we're all using like really appropriate language here you know today on, on the webinar but I think if someone is disrespecting you you can go in kind of to, to shock you can feel physically and I suppose it goes back to that fight flight or freeze people will react differently some people will will get annoyed some people will back off so I think it's really important like to practice that's something you know even with the workshops you know that to practice kind of what I want to say then I actually check on my intention Margaret it's like what am I trying to get across and I find actually journaling is really good like just for anyone and the person who asked the question if if you're really struggling with something write it out and kind of write out kind of the pros and cons because sometimes depending on on what it is Sometimes it'll pass and sometimes it won't. And I think it's it's about kind of judging that as well. So I think it's I think practice is key with, with setting boundaries. And again, it depends on the person or the scenario. 
Um, and, and language, I think sometimes less is more when setting boundaries because people can kind of get tied back into a scenario they don't want into. So I think it's important to kind of just say your piece and maybe just ask the person, you know, will we give that a bit of time and we'll come back to it. Exactly. And that's part of that clarity as well. Um, yeah. I think really, uh, and just being clear with people. Again, some brilliant questions coming in. I will try and get to everybody, so don't worry. I'm just trying to get them in the order of the flow of the conversation. So I'm, I might come to, um, you know, ones that have just been put in a little bit quicker. So, yeah. How do you avoid oh, guilt? How do you avoid feelings of guilt when setting boundaries in relationships where boundaries may not have been clear before? And that's the tricky one. And Mike, you've kind of went into that a little bit um, around, you know, um, so how do you avoid feelings of guilt? Yeah, uh, and I suppose I always, I hate the word guilt because again, it's a word we use to describe ourselves. But if we were up in court tomorrow, what would we be charged with? What would we be guilty of? So sometimes it's better just to even replace, I find for me that what works well is replace the word guilt with regret. Well, yes, if I'm to be honest, I have a life full of regrets, but it's less harmful to me than the word guilt. You know, so again, that's just me. It's something I do there, you know. Uh, so again, we can change the narrative where we can change the situation. Um, that would be my experience. Mike, I'm just wondering, I'm just interested in what you said there. Like, if, if we kind of, if we... If we introduce the concept of regret, are we kind of adding a burden to ourselves? Because I know sometimes, you know, we know the songs live in, like, I have no regrets. It's just to kind of, sometimes I kind of feel like I'll have lots of regrets, but then life has kind of moved on and I can say, what can I learn from that, say? Yeah. And that we don't kind of, uh, like, I suppose, burden ourselves. And you see, the thing is, if we, if we, if we allow people to make decisions for us, like, like there's a consequence to that and, and we can feel powerless. And, and that, that obviously, you know, we're kind of like, um, you know, that, you know, we're not allowed to take responsibilities for ourselves and that I, I'm like, I'm not saying, you know, I'm just saying that maybe to be able to move on. And, yeah. and as you were saying, like create kind of a new uh, vista for ourselves and say, um, like sometimes, you know, when you, I sometimes might say the right, wrong thing. And then I say to myself or my kids might say to Mammy, build a bridge and get over it. Like, you know, the world doesn't stop because I've said the wrong thing. But we can we can make ourselves feel guilty and, and create negative boundaries for ourselves in our minds. And yeah. just, you know. Uh, but, but I think it's around finding a language that can is more comforting to us. And I think for me in that, that was that's what I found more comforting was to change the language. So even stuff like I was unemployed for a while. So what did I tell people? I'm taking a gap year. You know, and then when I still couldn't get a job, I said, God, you're unemployed a long time now. I said, well, I had a gap year and it was so wonderful. I'm having a second one. Do you, do you know, so it's about finding, like, and that's kind of, whereas when we, we, we're responsible for our thoughts, you, you know, and uh, and I suppose we're probably moving slightly sideways. We are, and I tell no, it's really, it's really interesting because, uh, again, and I'm sorry to step in, but we do have a lot of um, questions I want yeah. to kind of get through. They're all, it's, it's all important. This is the problem with boundaries. All mm -hmm. of it's important. I just want to get a couple of reflections in from the audience as well, not just from ourselves. So um, a nice one here. I find having an essential intent or rule or if a, and if a situation conflicts with this intent or rule, it's easier to say no. So I think that speaks to your values as well, um, which I think is, is really important. So if something, you know, if you have that, like these are my values, I'm not going to be go beyond that, that might make it easier 
to say no. And then uh, from Noel, I think it's important to take a step back and reflect before reacting to something. Then you're protecting yourself from reacting in the moment and maybe save issues occurring in that relationship. Uh, respect each other's viewpoints. I think it's which is really some really good advice. Uh, and again, just to follow up, people's responses are not in your control. As long as you are true to yourself, then you have no reason to feel guilt. Um, look, personally, I think guilt is, can be part and parcel of, or you can be made to feel guilty. But if you have clarity around what you, you know, what your boundaries are, I think that would definitely help. Um, so let's just go back. Because again, some fantastic um, things here. Yeah, nice one here. What is the panelist's opinion on boundaries as regards Mike's Mike's favorite term, positive risk taking? Where positive risk taking is an issue with entrenched boundaries in a tight comfort zone, people breaking free from that situation. Um, yeah, so and I think for, for some of us, I think when we look at what are the barriers to it, well, why don't we do it? So we can name things, oh, there's not enough time in the day, you know, and stuff like that, you know, so that positive, first of all, you have to identify, you know, what that change looks like, you know, so therefore, what, what is your plan? So it does take bravery, because sometimes we know, our, as Eileen as mentioned, we use the word gut, instinctively know that I'm going to do something, it's going to be a price to be paid, challenges are going to come, people are not going to like it, and sometimes it's easier then to acquiesce and just allow with that. Let's maintain the status quo, but the status quo is the reason then why we're in the situation we're in, you know, so it's like with mental health, sometimes when we talk about, oh, I want to get back to the way things were, but you can't go back because you're going back to the same stuff that you ended up going well. So you have to, so it's not easy to join the dots going forward. So what is life going to look like? Um, you, you know, but sometimes I suppose, and a little tip I have around that, I suppose the saying no is I often, and I, I used to practice it before I come out with no, as the way I just respond now. But if we're challenged in that as an example, what I would have always used to use was when somebody would ask me to do something and our immediate response is, I don't know what to say. I want to say no, but I can't. So I'll say yes. And then we've dug the hole. And most people respond like that. Whereas it's to say in that moment, all the boy time is leave it with me and I'll get back to you. Then step back from that, even if it's a day, it doesn't matter when, and go back to that person now when you feel in the, in the stronger position and say, I've given you, I've given what your request a lot of thought and consideration, but right now I'm not in a position to take that on or to help you. So if I say yes, I'll end up letting you down. I'm actually going to do you a favor now by saying no and turn it into a positive. And I've done that quite a lot. Um, and I suppose, Mike, that's it. It's about finding techniques that work for you or in the moment. And what might work in one situation may not work absolutely. in another. Yeah. But it's having clarity all of the time. And I love this. Somebody just put in, no is a complete sentence. <laughs> 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 um, which is really which is really interesting. I'm conscious of the fact that, um, Mags, just because I can't see your video, I'm not sure whether you're ready to come in or not. So um, do you want to come in anything there before we move on? Yeah, I suppose there's uh, when you change, when you you change that, when you put up that boundary and change your your you change that shift over to being capable of saying no. 
um, you will find resentment and anger. Um, but you just have to you just have to weigh it up, as Eileen said, to write down the pros and cons. Uh, do I need that person or do I need that uh, uh, that whatever it is in my life or do I not? Can I get on without it? And if you can get on without it, it's grand. But I suppose you, you always have to go back and try and define what your boundary was and then say to the person, look, uh, I didn't like the way you said that um, for my own respect. I thought it was disrespectful. Um, maybe the next time you might do it. Uh, so I suppose you could give them a chance, but also say that if you do it again, I'm not going to have a conversation with you. I'm going to walk away. Uh, so I'm supposed to be willing to do that as well. And I think that's it. I like it's fine having boundaries, but there's all has to be consequences. Mm. I think an understanding that like if you know if you don't accept my boundaries on this, then X will happen. And I suppose the other thing is we have to understand that other people have boundaries too. I think Mike, you mentioned that as well, and Fanula as well, in terms of you know. Um, how do you manage when the two boundaries just clash? But we'll get to that in a second. Again, I just want to come back to a couple of things um, here. Um, when we find some people reacting to us setting boundaries by trying to make us feel guilty, so that word again, guilt, uh, makes us feel sorry for their position to try and change our minds, should we call them out on what they're doing? And this speaks a little bit, Max, to what you were saying. Um, should we just say, look, you know, I've already told you. Um, so let's see, Eileen, do you want to come in on that one? It depends on the scenario, Margaret. You know, it depends whether, you know, obviously it's in a professional capacity or in a family capacity. Um, I've, a, a personal story where we have, uh, we're, we're surrounded here by um, a quarry, actually. And um, there was, there's a certain, I won't go into too much detail, but there's a certain time limit on, on, on work. And that boundary, you know, was crossed several times. And I just thought, you know, there had been a couple of calls. And then I was just like, you know, made that call to say, you know, but direct instead of, I think, and that's for me the biggest thing, you know, to reframe the directness. It's like, because I feel like if people think you're not very serious or, you know, oh, that'll be okay. I think that's the, that's, and I suppose it's back to the language again, Margaret, I think when, when it really is, you know, I, when I did call the person, I just said, the permit is till 1.30, it's now three o'clock. And the person just said, okay, I, we will turn off the machinery. And that was it. Whereas in the past, I probably would have said, oh, is it okay? Would you mind? We have people coming, blah, 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 and make it all about me. And then you're giving your power away. And I think actually with boundaries, it's power is huge. Um, and it's that power dynamic. And I think it's about being feeling equal. You know, if someone... I know guilt has come up a lot. If people want to make you feel guilty, you know, back to Brené Brown, again, no one can make you feel anything. It's it's inside you. So if you're feeling guilty, it's, it's again, it comes back to the shoulds. And I think in life, we're full of shoulds. You know, I, I should do that for an easier life. But really, you check in with yourself and go, is it easier if I'm being hurt by a certain decision or boundary? So I think it's really important to kind of just check it in and tease it out and then go, what's important margaret to to say something and what's not and again all those scenarios will be different because you know different things will come up so 
absolutely and again it comes back to language doesn't it yeah, and, and and how we present ourselves um again i'm just going back to the q a's and then Fanula, i'll come to you because yeah, yeah, i know no, you want to come in on that yeah, yeah okay, just yeah. Uh, it just following up because there's so much good stuff here i don't want to lose it yeah. i don't want to feel people yeah. that we're not answering um for people who find it a challenge again we probably answered this but is there anything else we'd like to add to it for people who find it a challenge to be assertive and speak up for themselves what advice would you give them to assert boundaries? And Fanula, do you want to come in on that? Yeah, it, and I, I think that question is reflecting all of what we've been saying. Yeah. Um, because in setting boundaries, it's, as Mike has really outlined this really well, it's not always going to be comfortable. And what, who matters most is you yourself. And and of course, like when it when there is that element of discomfort or uncomfortable like there's going to be a pushback because maybe the person is just used to you responding in a certain way and it's kind of the reverse of what you just said there Eileen. like oh, would you mind like if you could just close off but when you go and you tell the person directly they hear it clearly and then if they don't adhere to that well then you have like kind of the right to be able to uh, clearly say that that this is within kind of the agreed thing say so it's about having that confidence i think to deal with the pushback and as Mike said, sometimes people suddenly say, oh, that's not like Mike to say no. <laughs> and then, as you say, Mike, as you go along, you learn like to communicate that. And well, look, today I can't help you, but you know, be, come back and ask me another time, say, and you haven't closed the door and that. And if people aren't prepared to respect that, do you kind of need people like that in your life anyway that are causing you hardship and uncomfortableness and kind of like just passing that uncomfortable feeling on you that 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 you're losing control and you're beginning to feel kind of powerless and and by setting those boundaries and respecting them it's saying yes when i feel like it and saying no when it feels like because it might not always suit you basically so it's about creating healthy boundaries for yourself as well definitely and yeah. I'm, I'm mindful of the time here because i knew yeah. this one would run away with us because it's just yeah. you could you could have two or three hours and not still not going we're, we're skimming the surface here yeah and um, thanks for that Fanola. and i think great advice um i just want to take one more um question and then we're going to share a meditation and then come back for a kind of um you know i suppose follow-up uh so i love this question is are, are there people in your own lives that have had a positive impact who taught you about boundaries? I think we can always learn from others and see people who can set boundaries for the good of their own well-being. So is there anyone in your life who's just given you a pathway for boundaries? Who did it well? What did it look like? Um, who'd like to come in there? I don't want to be a bore here, Margaret. No, no, I want no. you. I want. I, but, no, go no, for it. I, I'm just going going back to a very uh, childhood incident, like when I was eight or nine years of age. Like I grew up in this moor in County Waterford, and I remember going to my mother. Oh, such and such a person said to me, "Oh, you're a wonderful girl, Fanola." Blah blah blah. I thought this was wonderful praise, and I just said this to my mother, and she said, "You know, like that woman had asked me to do something." And I'd done the favor for maybe gone downtown or whatever. And my mother just said to me, like, you know, always kind of be wary when people praise you, like, why are they praising you? Is it about getting something? You know, it just made me think as a young person, like to be able to listen and learn. And like she wasn't saying I was wrong to do what I was doing, but she just said to me, people will always praise you when you're doing something for them for nothing, so to speak. Like I just thought there were kind-hearted words to uh, to who I was as a young girl at the time. And it's and I think it's pretty well the truth. And that's when our boundaries can be 
uh, transgressed, like people can take advantage of that that virus. And if we can know that and being able to say, as Mike says, and, and we're all saying, like being able to, you know, just step back and say, hang on, does it suit me to do this or not? Yes or no? Yeah, definitely. Um, Fanola, and thanks for taking that question. There is another one here. I do want to get to it. And it's because it's around the professional boundaries and boundaries and work. And lots of people over the last year have, have found this and the burnout question. So, um, and then we'll fin I will get this one in and then we'll go to the, um, so if we can keep it brief. How can you set professional boundaries when your manager wants more and more and eats into your personal life? It kind of relates to the, how burnout isn't a badge of honor. Thanks. And I suppose when you're at home, particularly working from home, um, that can be an issue for many. And that's kind of come up in terms of workshops and and so on. So, who would like to take that one, Mags or or Mike? Do you want to take that yeah, one? You are ready I'll, to go. I'll, I'll speak on that. And it was I was working in industry before, and I had basically a to do list was put in front of me by the managing director every day, and he says, "I need all these by this evening." And I said, "It won't be all done." I need all these by this evening. They won't be all done. And this, he'd see, keep, he'd keep repeating and I keep repeating. And this would happen maybe five or six times, you know, over back, over back. And says, Here's what we'll do. You put him in a, in a to-do order list and we'll see how it goes. And that was the repeat every day because you can only do so. So when it came to clocking out, I walked out that door, you know, so, and it's back to resources you know, and support. So like, if you're not being resourced, that's that's a HR and a management issue. So and that would be how I would deal it. But again, we do have burnout, we do have risk. And as I say, even here in Midwest areas, we don't live in an ideal world. We've, we've had a quite a turnover of staff and that's a concern. So like, and as I would say, repeatedly say, I do not want anyone working more, as a manager, I don't want to work on more hours than you need to do. You, you know, you're not getting paid for that. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Look after your own self-care, you know, and we have EAP, we have supervision. And and I suppose because I've done all of those jobs that I, I never ask someone to do something I'm not prepared to do or haven't done myself. And so I have that understanding. So I would be looking at it again. So to push back as to use Finola's phrase on that around, you know, I don't. So you go back to your manager. Can you tell me? how i manage i don't have enough hours in the day or is this is there too much work here for one person do we need to employ a second second person you know uh, rather than throwing the ties out of the pram say you know i i'm bringing you an issue here i we we have it we have an issue it needs to be resolved how are we going to do it let's see if we can figure this out together because again when it comes back to even boundaries again and it's like in work i always try to get consensus I've never had the approach. I'm telling you what to do. So, and again, it's, it's so, so when even it comes to setting boundaries, both professionally and personally, if we can achieve consensus and agreement first. And if we can't, well, then we have a problem. You know, so then is it the right job for you? You, you, know, you know, so in situations like that, I've been in jobs that have been challenging and I got out of them. You know, so sometimes we have to say no, and that's to push back and move on. Um, and I think that's right, Mike. And I think it's 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 just having that conversation. Like productivity reduces significantly when people are born out, you know, and you lose staff, all the rest of it. We, we know that staff staff retention it affects everything. Um, 
Look, yeah, that, that's a tough one to do, particularly if you're working remotely as well, to have those honest conversations with managers. Um, I'm kind of going to interrupt the proceedings a little bit at the minute because I do want to come back for a roundup and I do want to get to this piece because we always try to incorporate a little meditation piece in every webinar that we do. This one is a positive affirmation piece and it's all about building that confidence that will, you know, allow you to respect yourself, to put the you know, healthy boundaries in place. And they are, as with the underlying, the one thing we haven't said is the healthy bit. You know, if we're building up walls, it's going to keep us from connecting with other people. That's not very healthy. But if we're building up um, those boundaries that will help to maintain relationships in a healthy way, I think is really important. So um, if the panelists would just let me know if they can actually hear when I start to play. This is only four minutes. Look, at if it's not for you, meditation isn't for everybody. Um, check in in another four minutes, but uh, I'd love you to just uh, just go with it. And uh, again, this will be available on our uh, podcast channel. As we begin this guided meditation, find a comfortable position, either sitting or lying down and just notice how you're feeling right now, physically and mentally. Take a deep breath in through your nose and release the breath through your mouth. And another deep breath in and allow your breathing to relax as you fully exhale. Breathe in gently as you breathe out, let the air carrying the tension out of your body and just continue to breathe slowly and gently as you begin to focus on relaxing your body. Scan your body for any areas of tension and for each area, just let the relaxation soften the muscles and let that feeling of relaxation grow, spreading calmly throughout your body. Now begin to create a picture in your mind. Imagine a place where you feel completely at ease. This might be one of your favorite places to go or somewhere you have seen, or it might be completely imaginary. Picture this place where you feel happy and calm. Visualize the sights, sounds and the smells of this place and imagine how you feel physically. You feel comfortable, enjoying every moment, enjoying being still and relaxed and doing whatever you feel is enjoyable. Now I want you to imagine that the following affirmations are true for you right at this moment and just enjoy the experience. Repeat each affirmation in your own mind and just use your imagination to fully believe each one. I appreciate who I am. I deserve to be happy. I embrace my happy feelings and enjoying being content. When my mood is low, I accept this and I know that it will pass over time and I will be happy again. 
I look forward to the future and I enjoy the present moment also. I feel good about who I am today. I take the time for myself and I enjoy it and I deserve this time. I allow myself to experience and express different emotions, both negative and positive. I feel confident in myself. I am who I am. Continue to feel positive and accepting of yourself and hold on to these feelings from these affirmations as you return to your day. In a moment, I will count the three and you will slowly come back to the room again by focusing on the breath again. Breathe in and out. One, two, three, and bring your awareness back to the room again. And as we're kind of coming to an end, I just want to just do a quick hoover up of any of the questions that are left there. And then I want to finish with a final goodbye um, from our, our, ourselves and a, a final question. So, um, if we can be quick on that in terms of, on this one in particular, what are the benefits, if you could just nail them, of having good boundaries in both your personal and professional life? We probably mentioned all of them, but if you could just give me one or two benefits um, just so we answer that. Eileen, thank you. If you can go, please. Um, I think the benefits, I know we talked a lot about self-worth and self-respect, Margaret, and I think that's then twofold. I think when you respect, I've found actually, I suppose, when I've set boundaries in the past, there's, you know, there's people in my life that weren't in my life, but so many different people walked in. And I think that's, we talk about positive risk take. And I think that's the benefit because it's like you, when you do something different, something else arrives. You, you don't know what's around the corner, but if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same result. You know, it's like digging a hole in the same spot. If there's no water, stop digging, you know, move on. And I think that's really important in life that, you know, at the end of the day, every single one, watching today and all the panelists it, you know you you're the the captain of your own ship so it's really important that if something's not working just sail on and i think that's that's what's important and and the, that's what the benefits are margaret because you don't know what's on the next island you know that could be your, your place and i think it, it's about the action piece you know and i think saying no as well sorry just to say that as well if you say no you're saying yes to yourself and i think that's what's really important because it might be no to someone else. And in my experience, sometimes the person who always asks will ask someone else. So I think it's about, again, self-worth, Margaret's huge. I'm sorry, I'm conscious of time. No, no, and I, I, you know, that's, the one, that's one of the things I'm gonna take away is definitely that say yes to yourself. Because we're always looking at the negative, which is the no piece, which is always the anxiety thing. But if you're saying yes, it's putting into such a much more positive view. I love that. Um, Noelle was just saying there that I, you know, I feel you should start small and be consistent, and I think you're absolutely right there. Um, Martinez just come in there with a question any advice on how to decide how to set your own boundaries? I suppose, and because we're finishing up now, Martina, I think really just need to be clear what your boundaries are 
I ask that, that and just have that clarity. It, it is starting with that. Fanula, you want to come in there? Yeah, I was just going to say, like in reply to that as well, it's about separating your needs, your thoughts, your feelings and desires from others and recognising that your boundaries and needs are different from others. And that's the mutual respect we're all trying to talk about and kind of back to, you know, being assertive and find that confidence. And sometimes we might have to do personal development courses, build up that self-confidence. But I really like that idea of when you say no to somebody, it's about saying yes to yourself. And, and you're entitled to that. You're entitled to that. Why wouldn't you be entitled to that as a person? You're entitled to be in control of that one life that is your life. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that will be the, one of the takeaways um, from today. In that regard, I would like to leave everybody with one piece of advice. We always use this towards the end of our webinars. And again, if you can keep it short, I'm always mindful people only have a certain amount of time, so we don't want to run over. If there was one piece of advice, and there isn't one magic bullet that's going to help you do boundaries and all the rest, we know that. But one thing that means something to you, and I'm going to start with Mike, and I'll just go around just because you're on my screen yeah. first. So right. one piece and brief, please. Yep. Um, what other people think about me, none of my business. Fair enough. That's no, you've <laughs> that's a real mic drop moment. I was waiting for what it is, but when you think about it, that's what we're considering that allows us or as a barrier why we don't have proper boundaries. So when we look at it, yeah. we're factoring in what everybody will think, what they will do, how they will respond. But what their issues are is none of, what they think about me is none of so I have to put my needs first. Yeah. And it's about saying no. Saying no and saying yes to me. Yeah, that's it. Um, Fanola, again, one piece yeah, of advice. Yeah, literally, uh, it's. I think it comes back to the basics of health and well-being. Protect your physical, your emotional um, uh, space from intrusion, and be confident in that. You're entitled to it. Fantastic. Again, yeah. valuing yourself, entitlement, but not in that kind of like I'm due. It's you're valued. Yeah, yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eileen, how about yourself? Um, one piece of advice, Margaret, I'd say is, are you saying what you mean? Just just check in with your language and just keep it short and direct and and to start small, you know, start in an easy person, um, start with the dog and work your way up. <laughs> so. I'd love that. I'm going to have to get a dog just for that reason. Um, or maybe a cat, but a cat wouldn't really care. Let's face it. Oh, sure. Go for a line or something like that. Go <laughs> exactly. for a real. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mags, I'm going to come to you. But Eileen, just if you could do me a favour, because I am having some technical difficulties here. Would you mind putting in the feedback form into the chat for everybody? I'd really appreciate that. Um, and uh, Mags, if you just one piece of advice. I suppose my one piece of advice is the older you get, uh, the easier the boundaries become. Because you, as Mike says, you kind of don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> um, yeah, the older you get, they come easier. And I suppose if you've given a person a chance and it's not working out, you just have to walk away. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Be prepared to walk away, which is difficult, yeah. particularly in a family scenario. Absolutely. I think they're all gems. Really, really good. Um, we're coming to the end now. I'm actually going to try, if I can, just to share the signposting slides, if I can. Um, 
gosh, it's been one of those days for issues. So apologies. Can you see? Can you see that? If you can ever give yep. me a thumbs up. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, and look at again, just to give a, a shout out, we do obviously run um, recovery education and workshops, their well-being workshops. Um, you can uh, book online or get in touch with myself um, at Margaret at mentalhealthireland.ie. Um, the uh, the post is there and we'll be sending this out to everybody who's attended today so don't worry about that and equally next month we're looking at creativity i love this one how can we use and tap into our creativity um to support our well-being so hope you can join us for that and uh, again this is just it's this is claire flynn's we always put it in a mention in for claire who's our usual um panelist and thanks for Nola for taking that seat um this month yeah pleasure um, if, you, if you need to get in touch so Shinee, as they say, there is, um, thank you so much for all of your attention and attendance today. It meant so much, particularly on such a beautiful day. Eileen, if you put that into the chat, I'd really appreciate it. Just I'm having difficulty accessing that link at the minute. We do have little, it's so brief, it's two minute feedback form that just helps us, um, you know, get an idea of, 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 of how we've done today. Um, and we'd really appreciate it if you complete it's just that. in the folder, Margaret, sorry, can I just? Yeah. Is it in the uh, in the feedback folder? It is. It is for August. Yeah, if you can, I just I can't get access to it at the minute. Otherwise, I'll be bounced out, and uh, you'll be bounded. I'll be bounded. So, um, look at on that basis. And if we can't get it in, we'll send it to you anyway. So don't worry about that. Um, I just want to close the session. I'm going to say goodbye and say a very big thank you to my panelists today, particularly given all of the um, technical issues that we had. Thanks for being here and sticking with it really appreciate it. Um, I can relax now. I'll go afterwards. Um, Eileen has been brilliant and helped me out. And she's put actually the link in there that that will help um, if you can complete that. Um, and I'll just and a, a big thank you as well to Mental Health Ireland and, and actually to HSE Community Healthcare. That's what we're part of that. They, we couldn't do what we do without their support as well. So a goodbye from all of you. And I'm just going to. Bye, everyone. Great stuff. Thanks, Margaret. Manola, thanks so thank you, much. Margaret. Nice and um, thanks to everybody. Um, we're getting a thank you in there, which is great. Um, and look, at if we didn't get to answer your question, I do apologise. It's a very, very short time and we've gone slightly over. So thanks for sticking with us and hope to see you online again next month for creativity and fingers, toes and everything crossed yes, that we won't have any issues with the technology. It's the first time it's happened. So apologies. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you do. Okay. Be kind thanks. to yourself. Thanks, Margaret. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yes, Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Midwest Aries in partnership with Mental Health Ireland. You can find us across all social media platforms at Midwest Aries. Thank you and see you next month.